0: Greetings, Earthlings. Welcome to Voices from the Real World. Profile Theater is a theater company located in Portland, Oregon. Profile Theater centers the season around a season-long featured writer. Our best artists help us see. And at Profile, each year, we use a different writer's unique perspective as a lens that helps us see our shared world in new and surprising ways. Community Profile is an affinity space built around the structure of a free writing workshop participants in Community Profile meet, write, support, share, and bear witness to other people who may have walked a mile in their shoes. In Community Profile, we feature writers who have won awards and had numerous books published, as well as writers who are making their first foray into expressing themselves on paper. The result is writing that is singularly personal, provocative, powerful, moving, funny, tragic, beautiful, and that encapsulates the entirety of the human experience. What this podcast does is give those writers, those creators, a chance to share their life stories and their writing in a public forum so that we can celebrate and appreciate victories that have been won and challenges that have been overcome by people whose lives you may recognize or be experiencing for the very first time. Greetings. Welcome to Voices from the Real World. Uh, I am here with the brilliant Charlotte Sherman and uh Patricia Welch the keeper of the community How are y'all doing? Fine. Excellent. Yes, absolutely.
1: The sun is <laughs> shining. Thank you for having shining.
0: us. Yes. It's great to have you. It's great to have you. Um You guys had snow up there, didn't you? We uh-huh. had snow up here.
2: I mean,
1: serious Bags, snow.
2: Nuts.
0: We had snow and, and like I'm I'm out in I'm on the south end. We had snow like like that stayed for most of the day.
1: Yes. Whoa. And I am yeah. north of him. And it was like big floppy flakes of snow that just kept coming. And then yesterday, was it yesterday or day before for a brief period, there was sleet. I'm like, this is getting biblical, man, you know?
0: And for, yeah, for us up here, it was hail, hail, sleet. And we even had thunder. It was like,
2: oh, my <laughs> goodness.
0: Because we don't get too much thunder up here. No. You know? we're not to get too much under up here um, so uh, both Patricia and Charlotte both of you all were part of the black women cohort um, which uh, was you know a lot of fun um, and uh, first of all um, I, and I think I'll start with Patricia just tell me a little bit about how you wind up how you wound up at the with the black women cohort of community profile
1: I got an email from you saying... <laughs> <Friend. laughs> I, Patricia, I'm going to do something, 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 you know, this working on this thing. And what do you think? So I kind of knew about it ahead of time. And then a few months later, you came back and said, this is it. And I was like, I am not a writer. I don't, you know, I have no aspirations to be a writer. And he was like, you don't have to be. This is about community building. And I was thinking about this. I might have said no. But you have done so many good things for me in the the library. You have done a lot of things in the community. And I know what it's like when you have a program and you think it's a good program, but you're just trying to get the word out and get it started. And you need some folks to come on out and participate and pass the word. So, I mean, as much as anything, that's why I was in the program. But for whatever reasons, thank you, thank you, thank you. I could not be more grateful. This non-writer had the most wonderful time, learned so much, and actually wrote one or two things that I liked. So that is how I became a part of it. Uh,
0: Charlotte, how did you wind up at the Community Profile Black Women's Cohort?
2: I received an email from Patricia about it, telling me about (laughs) it. And uh, I I just want to say, you know, for the record, how much of a blessing that was because we were like, this was like, Kind of towards the beginning of the end of the beginning, maybe of the pandemic when it started, and it was such yeah. a, whew, it was such a healing space to be in. I was so grateful for it, um, the the whole duration of it, and I'm still in it. I mean, it's now called Black Ink. I think that's the official name that was voted on is. recently in the last few, this last week. So I, I'm grateful to be have been a part of it. And I, I also object to Patricia always saying she's a non-writer because she is a, she, you know, she's like a master reader and she's the mistress of the book. Get club. her, Charlotte. <laughs> and Get her, Charlotte. <laughs> and she has so many stories about the library and the people that come through those doors. I've been trying to encourage her to write that book for years. She's Tell
1: the truth bull- then. Charlotte has been bullying me for years. Charlotte, There's a book that Charlotte's supposed to be writing that I'm looking forward to because I think there should be a character in the book based on a library lady. She has not <laughs> written this book. But at every opportunity, she picks on me. Look, Charlotte, I've written some great emails to you. You know that.
2: And- <laughs> that's, why I'm not, that's why I'm waiting for the book. That's because she's—I mean, because she's like she writes humor. You know, cause, yes. you Know she's funny in person, and so she has a lot of humor in her writing. So,
1: I'm gonna do a compilation of my, my, my the best emails, starting with Miss Gladys on the church circuit. But we'll talk about that later.
0: <laughs> I uh, I would read that book. The, you would, the did, the I need the to the collected write. emails of Patricia Welch. Yep, I would. Read, I would read that book. <laughs>
1: really, what, what, my best email in the world, Miss Gladys on the church circuit. I can't find. I've been looking for it. It was about finding a church for my mother, and I have to admit it, it was hilarious because the process is hilarious, and that's something. If there, for all the non-writers out there or people who want to write, if I've written anything that's of, of any kind of interest or value. It's because I like to talk. So what I'm writing is what I would tell you. And a lot of people make life difficult for themselves because they think you're supposed to write something. I was in a book club meeting last night and we were discussing a book of poetry. And somebody was like, well, aren't there rules? And I'm like, well, for certain genres, maybe. But poetry is poetry and whatever. So, you know, yeah. yeah OK, good. I- I'm going to do my compilation of emails eventually. Barbie, can I ask you
0: Oh, go ahead.
2: I was going to say, can I ask you a question? Ask me? Yeah. Or, yeah. Can I ask you a question? Quick question. What gave you the idea to do this?
0: Um. Well, you know, I inherited this program. It, it was uh, kind of already, th- you know, and the thing is, it's like with what my job is at Profile Theater is to... Um, like theater itself is built around two basic principles story and community. You have to have both those things to have theater, and you only need those, those two things to have theater. Um, and the community means like bringing people together, period. And theater can be done with as, as little as two people, you know, uh, an actor and an audience member. Um, but it needs at least two. But but it, but it, but it does need those two to be theater, you know. And then um, what it's about is story. So uh, a lot of what I do at Performal Theater is um, find other ways to um, take those two principles and have them impact the community. Because you know it's like as a theater company, we don't have any really like goods or uh, like other kinds of services to offer, really. We, you know, put on plays. You know, that's what a theater company does. So like trying to find other things that, you know, uh, and other ways to benefit the the city that we live in um, is, uh, you know, it's just, you know, and and, th- and this this program is just kind of an extension of that. You know, we're, we're trying to find other ways to use story and community to, to, to make Portland a more livable city for everybody who's nice. here. You know. Nice.
2: Nice. Thank yeah. you.
0: Yes. And and we generally choose the cohort depending on the playwright. Like either it's somebody that they are intimately um, concerned with in, in their in their own personal lives, in their playwriting life, or they're a member of that community themselves. Like Lynn Nottage, you know, both is a black woman and writes about black women a lot. You know, so that that was a really natural um, place to go when we went last year. Um for the for the listeners out there Charlotte is reading is wearing a Read Woke t-shirt which uh is very cool. I love it. Is that from a, a bookstore or something or No, actually a
2: uh, librarian's um uh, started
0: <laughs> started this uh Read
2: Woke t-shirt uh, you know sales and that's where I got it from. I think yeah. it's Cisly the librarian on Twitter, I think.
0: Those librarians are always raising a ruckus. (laughs) Well,
1: uh, I don't know if this was even if you even mentioned it, but I mean, Charlotte, in addition to being an incredible writer, she is a librarian, but you no,
0: I didn't know that. Well, I I mean,
1: former librarian, a former Mm -hmm. librarian, but I mean, she's, she's had the right of passage of being a library lady. After that, all doors are opened.
0: All paths are (laughs) clear. (laughs) Which again, for the listeners out there is also how I met Patricia Welch. Uh, when, when Patricia was running things at the North Portland library, um, and Patricia, you know, I always joke about you being a keeper of the community, but, um, I'm not really joking. You know, it's like, uh, in, in my experience of you, you have always like gone out of your way to, uh, uplift people in the black community and let everybody know what's going on out there. Um, and, and bring people together, uh, and, um, uh, you know, market events and just let people know what's going on. And a lot of that started when you were, when you, when you were running the library.
1: Well, thank you. But see, that's what librarians do. I mean, we're not sitting there, you know, holding all the information into your, ourselves. Librarians connect people with things, whether it's the answer to a question, whether it's entertainment, that to me is what a good librarian is, especially a good reference librarian. You find an answer, you find something you want to share it. So, even though I'm, excuse me, I'm retired. If some news comes through, I still send it out. Now I am old school. And the nice thing about not working is I can choose what tools I do or do not want (laughs) to use. So I'm still sending things out on email. If you're not on my email list, you might be missing some good stuff, but you know, we, this is how you hold communities together. And I want to, but I want to circle back to, to the program. It is so nice to send out some information about something and find out firsthand that it was the truth. That's what I loved about that program. Everything you said it was going to be, it was, I mean, for all of us to be able, you know, once a month to meet not just nationally, but internationally recognized writers like uh, Tanana Reeve Dew, who is just like, Oh my gosh, I've read everything she's written. You know, she is just one of my, my sheroes. But You said that we would have a chance to be, you know, to to interact with and learn from people who were actually practicing, you know, playwrights, poets, novelists, whatever. They were there. There was an opportunity for us to just meet with other women and build. I mean, people shared a lot of really intimate information in, in that meeting after a while because the level of trust was such that you could do it. After a while, you know, you know, everybody's everything. And it was such I love that it. it was such a supportive and loving group because there were some folks who were going. I mean, we were all going through something. You know, it was COVID. And we were trying to figure out what this right. was. But what I marveled at is how it was like no pettiness, no nothing. I mean, it was just a group of black women who first and foremost were stepping up to support and encourage other black women. And we know it happens, but we don't see it in the media. We don't see these representations. So just for that, it was such a great experience. And then also for Profile, as a part of the program, to to give us access to the plays. So, you know, you didn't have to leave your home because you couldn't leave your home anyway. But to be able to be introduced to some plays and characters that, you know, we didn't even know about. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it was what it was supposed to be. There was integrity in that. And I respect and appreciate that. Right so, on. It's just going to be a love fest. We love you. <laughs> <What's
3: that>?
1: <laughs> we <laughs> love the program. <laughs> Charlotte and I have known each other for more than a minute. We used to work together. We love each other. This is just like a, this is an a, a easy podcast.
2: I hope. <laughs> Charlotte, <laughs> Charlotte
0: did, you, did you used to live in Portland?
2: I did. I, I actually, my first job out of library school, uh, Patricia gave it to me. So that's how I started uh, in, in becoming a library lady. Was under her tutelage and being able to watch her in action and the role she plays in the community. You know, like the griot, the the walking encyclopedia. You know, and Absolutely. Uh, and you know, just promoting that kind of I don't know community love and support you know for the for the community there in Portland. So I was really really lucky and not all libraries are like that. You know, not all right. librarians are like that. So I think it's important to acknowledge Patricia and I try to do that whenever I can because not all libraries are like that. And it, and I think it's really sad cuz I've seen it where you know people come in looking for whatever it is they're looking for in a library, and they can be ignored or treated coldly. And it was never like that at North Portland. You know, it was never like that. It was so warm. And so many characters just on the staff. It was just a great place to work.
0: (laughs) Uh, I'm so so glad you said that, because when uh, Patricia, when you were saying, you know, this is just what librarians do. And I was like, I'm pretty sure you're the first librarian, and and I love the library, and I actually love Portland's library system. But I'm pretty sure you're the first librarian that I ever got an email from, let alone several emails. Again, just letting me know what was going on out there. So, um,
1: you know, I, agree I, with I, I thank Charlotte you. 100%. I thank you both, but you know, it's like it's a whole new generation. I call them new jack librarians. So I mean. One, I'm sure I was not That's old
0: generation though, uh,
1: but, but there's, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that you're seeing a new crop. Like there's a, a new head of the North Portland branch, Perry Gardner, Perry just embodies that, that warmth and that love, because if you're not there to welcome people, get out the door, but we're not here to talk about <laughs> I me. Mean, I thank you, but let's get back to this program. Cause, um, Because it was just, I think it was life-changing in ways that maybe some of us won't even realize until later.
0: Multi-generational? Yes, yes. Different? Because one of the things I wanted to mention was uh, kind of like what Patricia was saying early on. um, uh, One of the things that I've always loved about Community Profile is that I get the gamut from experienced published writers to people who have never put their thoughts down on paper at all. But let's take a quick break and we'll be right back.
3: I'm feeling jolly, 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 jolly. Let's let the creativity and self expression commence. Profile theater, yeah, they're here to present to you a free writing workshop for any LGBTQ and BIPOC individuals. You could choose to sit with us in a room, in the physical. Or you could join through Zoom and do it virtual. Long as you're 18 through 30 years old, you'll have the opportunity to write, learn, and grow. From some of the most prominent writers this world has known, learn to get in your zone. And they'll teach you how to hone all your skills, all your talents, all your writing powers. An affinity space full of artists once a month for three hours. Making major changes across the nation just by using your imagination and you might be thinking where is the location Well, it's where outside the frame is In downtown Portland, up the stairs, in the Union Station You know the train station building with the big sign that says Go by train Get your chance to pull and express yourself in a major way We're here to listen to anything that you gotta say We wanna hear your voice, use your words, and take them straight off the page Even if you're thinking that you got no style Even if you haven't wrote for a while Come on down to Community Profile And let your creativity flow and go wild
0: and we are back with voices from the real world
2: i'm just circling back to what you're saying about having published and non-published writers you know in the same group and i tend to approach writing as always as a beginner and always somebody who's learning and so just because i publish things i don't It's like, I don't really like to even put that out because I don't want people to get any kind of ideas around that, you know, or, you know, I don't want them to project anything on me because I don't certainly don't think I'm any kind of expert. But I published because, you know, I haven't gone through. I'm not an MFA writer. I'm a self-taught writer. Uh, I published my first poem when I was 19. Um, And then, you know, in my early 30s, you know, a little while ago, (laughs) I published a couple of novels And uh, then had like a 20 plus year, have had a 20 plus year absence from the publishing world and just got back into publishing something again in 2020. My first picture book came out. So, um, of course, during the pandemic.
0: uh, And what was the name of that? The first?
2: It was called Brown Sugar Babe. Yes. Yes.
0: And the thing. uh, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, oh, I you have another say, one, too, right? About the mermaid?
2: Yeah, yeah. But the, the thing that for me that, uh, you know, like when you put something out in the world, you never know how it's going to be received. And one of the joys that I got from publishing uh, Brown Sugar Babe was hearing adults uh, respond to the text and saying that they wish they had heard these words when they were children you know, and I mean, I had, you know, get messages online from people about, you know, they were crying or whatever. And uh, so, I mean, I, I, I don't want to minimize what I do or what writers do because I, I really do see like it can have an impact and it can make a difference. It's just that I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not all that. So
1: can, can I say something as wonderful and generous as Charlotte is in her praise of others? She is incredibly humble. And I, I noticed that about her when I met her, because, I mean, I, I, nothing against self-publishing, but Charlotte has been published by major publishers. Her books, I don't know if it's still there, but I know your first two novels were in a collection of Multnomah Kenny Library. This is a woman who is taken seriously as a writer because she is. And, but she will not say that, so I'm going to say it for her. She is a published writer. She is an excellent writer. And I wish that the listeners could see the cover of Brown Sugar Bay, well, the whole book. I mean, the artistry, the, the, the illustrations, they are absolutely beautiful. And Charlotte, could you tell, just talk about what what inspired you to write the book? Because even though her two books for children are inspired by some very serious topics, but they are beautiful and accessible to kids and adults love them too.
2: Okay. Um. Yeah, b- back... You know, a few years ago, I started noticing online in social media, uh, these reports about black children uh, committing suicide. And so I was kind of shocked uh, to find out, you know, that number one, that and then the ages like so such young children. And uh, I was very disturbed by that. And then, you know, come to do a little research and find out there's a, you know, we have a suicide crisis with our children. And so what I wanted to do as you know, a writer was try to, with Brown Sugar Babe, I tried to write something that a child could hear those words and just be blasted with love and just take in as much love as possible so that they, no matter what was going on in their life, they'd never want to self-harm. And so... That's kind of my mission with my children's books is promoting self-love with black kids. And then the other one is, of course, Saving the Planet. And this, Mermaid Kinsey, Protector of the deeps, this is the one that came out in January. And the reason that it's called Mermaid Kinsey is because one of those children that I read about was a nine-year-old girl named Mackenzie who committed suicide because of racist students at the school she went to bullying her. So I wanted to try to you know, take that whole the horror of that reality of a child committing suicide and transform it into something as beautiful as I could try to make it.
0: Do You want to read us a little bit of, uh, either one,
2: you know, when we do the reading, what I was going to read was something I wrote in the, from the cohort.
0: Great. That'd be awesome. No, that's awesome. I'm, but I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. Okay. Um, and, uh, also give me the names of your two novels real quick.
2: Uh, One dark body and touch.
0: Okay. Awesome. I. did did you know you were doing all that?
2: You My know, this You know, this is from like in the nineties. This is <laughs> this is back in the nineties. You know, out of print. You, will, you will never really know well. from her.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm gonna be looking for them now, regardless. Um. Uh. But uh, this sounds like a good time as any to listen to what you read, or what you want to write, what you want to read. I can speak. Which she okay. wrote. <laughs> Which she wrote. To read okay. what she wrote. Yes, thank you.
2: Um, and, the re- and the reason I want to read this as opposed to reading from the book is, is because I just want to reiterate how safe a space that was for us during such a traumatic time of that whole lockdown and all of that stuff that was going on. So, of course, I was hoping to read it after Patricia because she would read something lighthearted and this of course is not. So you know you know me, Patricia. Okay. But anyway, so around this time in the cohort, I had uh read about this doctor down in Georgia who was involuntarily sterilizing black and brown immigrant women. And so I started the po this poem during that the our cohort community profile cohort and it's called The Uterus Collector. This a surgery for women. My skin was gray. When I stood, even blood weeped. I almost passed out. Bled that way for months. It's like a sims mengele experiment. Taking all of our stuff a specialty. Eggs, tubes, the oven to keep them all warm. When I woke up, the hurt ungodly. Even pee could barely walk for weeks. You're a thing without feelings to the doctor, his unfathomable circle of harm going around, coming around. Cut wide open, tied to that old-timey crank bed and IV pole, I woke in a panic. How many kids you need, the doctor said. High fever during a guided tour through the slaughterhouse, then I keened, planted a charm to resurrect dead wombs. Oh, deliverer, where are you now? Close this matadero. My face is masked. There is cornmeal, frayed palm leaves in my hand, in my mouth. My body is full of medicine, catching wind, water, rain. My heart memories are alive. Your heart memories are alive. Deliver us. And the reason I wanted to read that is because it got published. And it and it came from it came from you know the community profile, Black See? women's cohort.
0: See, that's awesome. Where did it get published at?
2: It um uh, this journal called Black Sugar, Lit. No, no, Brown Sugar Lit.
0: Well, that um, is an intense poem. That's, yeah, but it's the same. Well, you know
2: what's going on with women and reproductive rights and all this stuff now. So
0: yeah, yeah, that's some stark imagery in that, Charlotte. Really powerful stuff.
2: And that's an environment where you
1: could bring that forth. Uh, Among a group of of people who would understand that and and, and accept it, not be horrified that it happened, but not horrified that it was put to words. So thank you. But another thing that I liked about um, the program is you weren't forced to share. I mean, a lot of people, maybe it was maybe I missed the session. I never heard them actually read their things aloud. They did it for themselves, but it was like, there was no pressure. There's no homework. You came in, you did what you did. You could share it or not and, and go home and feel good about it.
2: You could experiment. You could play. Yes. You know, the prompts that people, the, the mentors uh, gave us, you know, could lead us in all kinds of different directions. So it was just a fantastic experience. Yeah.
0: Okay. Are you ready? So I wanted to ask you what mentor do you remember what mentor that was that you wrote when you wrote that poem?
2: I want to say Ngozi.
0: Ngozi, yeah.
2: The, I okay. want to say Ngozi, but I'm not, I'm not sure.
0: Ngozi Anyanu, yeah. Patricia.
1: Okay. Okay, this came out of an exercise where we were told to, that we had to use the following words. Blood, mama, heaven, wedding, shag Let me see, and also, or maybe we had to use like you know maybe four out of five of something, and uh, within the the, whatever we wrote, someone is learning how to do something, someone is teaching, there is a secret, and something has to be made. So we had to mush all these together. I think I did most. uh, I think I got most of the words though. As I look, I do not see wedding, but that's okay. Okay, here it is. It's called Sylvia. Sylvia is getting in touch with her inner child. She likes her, her adventurous spirit, her why not approach to life. Sylvia wants to return to that time and space. First on her list is paper making. She's going to make her own paper and then write beautiful letters on it. She'll even do handmade envelopes. Martin's going to teach her. He's her artistic friend. He's a carpenter, a weaver and so much else. Last month, he presented her with a beautiful shag rug. More of a craftsman, you know? He believes that there should be beauty in every aspect of life. Dishes we eat off of, chairs we sit in, paper we write on. He has the skills, the tools, and the time. He wants to share them with Sylvia. Actually, that's not all he wants to share with Sylvia, but he realizes she's not open to that just yet. That's fine. He can wait. Neither of them is interested in a wedding. There's so much else they can share with each other. They are partners in crime because Martin's a risk taker. He's the adult version of the little boy that her mama told her to avoid. He's always up for the next adventure, a maverick. Unpredictable. And that's fine because they are both older and wiser than their youthful versions. So nothing they attempt will cost them in blood. So I, I did get the word. All right. Yeah. See, now
2: how can you say
1: you're not a writer? Yeah. How can I'm, you say that? Well, I mean, I'm a writer her, when I write.
2: Ever, <laughs> ever, <laughs> ever.
1: Well, my energies are directed in other areas. Let's put it that way. But when I sit there, and, and you know, you, you have to have time to do these things. Now I have more time and you have to have motivation. And that's what I got out of it. So I mean, I would have never written that. I, and I would have never thought that I could even do it. And I certainly would have, thought, would have thought that I enjoyed it, but I did enjoy it. And uh, when Bobby, when you were asking people to, you know, present something for the final program, at first I was like, yeah, 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 And I went from, I don't have anything. I don't want to do this to, oh, no, I like that. It's OK. Somebody can read that. I enjoyed hearing a professional actress read it. So, you know, I mean, there are so many unexpected gifts. And I, I thank you for that, because I enjoyed reading that just now. I enjoyed the whole concept. So, I mean, I just, I want to be, I I don't know, a water carrier, a a champion for this program to say to people, really, you do not have to be an inspiring writer. You just have to be someone who wants to be in a community of very, very, I mean, we say the fact that they're black women, as Charlotte said, various ages, various styles, just, a whole wonderful mix of people, and you have the opportunity to learn from each other, and also to express parts of yourself that you didn't even know were there, to touch on things you didn't even know were there. So that's what that's what I appreciate, and that's why you know I am just so appreciative that Profile has done this, and that Bobby, you have really put the effort into to making this a really good program. Because I, Charlotte, I wasn't sure if because you were, you know, I knew you had written, I wasn't even sure if you would. Come. I knew you'd come one time, just because I asked you to. But I didn't think you would come back. And yet to see what has come out of this for you. You can't oh, beat this. Yeah. You can't yeah, beat Yeah, that's this. fantastic.
0: That's fantastic. Yes. You know, like, oh, 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 oh a, a published poem started in community profile. That's, that's bragging rights right there. That's amazing. But you mentioned uh, Black Ink. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
2: Well, that, uh, we're, um, once the cohort, the official cohort technically ended, there were people who still wanted to continue on. And so there were a couple of people who spearheaded, you know, looping those of us who were still interested in continuing getting us back together. And so we've been meeting for uh, several months and there are people who wanted to have a name for the group. And so that was just a process we went through over the last couple of weeks, like you know, names were proposed and were voted on and so what they determined was gonna be the name is Black Ink. so that's what we're gonna be calling ourselves.
0: That's a great name. Yeah, it is. It, is. <laughs> it was the only really one is. I voted for. <laughs> that that is far and away, I think, the best outcome for any community profile cohort. That is like the the, the ideal. Um, so thanks for sharing.
2: Oh, yeah. No, thank you for, yeah. you know, getting us together and and creating that safe space for people. And it doesn't like I, I just bristle when I hear that published or unpublished. Like it's it's like, you know, we're all writing, we're all creating. We have so many different ideas and stories and things to share. And so I, I just hate for us to even put that kind of. I don't know if you want to call it a market pressure or what, but that kind of external pressure on us, I feel like we don't need it and I don't feel like it comes into the, the process. And I'm really grateful for that. And that's a part of the reason why it feels like a safe place to experiment and play.
0: Agreed. 100%, 100%. Um, so uh, Patricia Welch and Charlotte Sherman this has been one of my favorite ones, you know, and uh, my favorite podcast. And, you know, thank you so much for your energy and your generosity and spirit and your friendship um, and sharing and sharing that with us on uh, Voices from the Real World um, and taking part in our program and being out there and kicking ass and taking names and just being all around wonderful people that you are.
2: Right back at you. <laughs> Same goes to you, Bobby.
0: All right. Well, thank you, ladies. Thank you. And that is it for this edition of Voices from the Real World. Thank you to our creative team of Jamie M. Ray, line producer, Robert A.K. Gano, sound engineer, Roberto Ortega, composer, who exist on the traditional lands of Monoma, Kaflamet, Clackamas, Tumwater, and Malala, bands of the Chinook peoples, the Tualatin Band of the Kalapuya peoples, and many other tribes who made their homes along the Columbia River. We acknowledge and honor the ancestors and survivors of this place and recognize that we are here because of the sacrifices forced upon them and we honor their descendants who live on. And I am Bobby Brumaya. Thank you for joining me for Voices from the Real World. To hear more po- podcasts, go to profiletheater.org on air, where you'll find other episodes of Voices from the Real World, as well as our other podcasts, Satellite Beyond the Page. If you have feedback or suggestions for me, I'm taking all comers. Write me at B at profiletheater.org. One love and peace out.